you're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. Thank you again for all your support with the podcast. I so appreciate the subscribes and reviews and just the DMs letting me know what's resonating for you. Today's conversation is going to be great. Natalie and I wrote together in Life Love Lemonade in 2021, and I have been waiting for this conversation because she is somebody I so admire as a female entrepreneur. And yeah, I loved hearing her career story and what led her to become an entrepreneur. I think so many of us can relate to things changing after we became moms, but her impact and what she's building is really beautiful. And I love that we're going to get into that in today's episode. Natalie is the founder of Pictonat Creative, located in Midtown Toronto. She helps female entrepreneurs look and feel amazing online with creative storytelling, brand photography, and online brand strategy. She's a mom of two littles, and she also loves to capture special moments for families. She's a unique touch in that she can capture the emotions and really tell the story in an intimate, contemporary, and fresh way. In the five years since Pictonat was born, Natalie has launched two podcasts, co-authored a book, become a motivational thought leader, and helped over 75 women entrepreneurs grow their business with her intuitive approach. Plus, she spent over 17 years in financial services before she made this leap into entrepreneurship. She has an amazing story. I'm going to let her fill in the rest for you guys. I absolutely loved this conversation. Thanks so much again, Natalie, for your time. And if you guys want to follow her online, learn about opportunities to work with her, or even check out her free mini course, How to Plan for Your Personal Brand Photo Shoot. Everything is at pictonat.com, P-I-C-T-O-N-A-T.com. Thank you so much, Natalie, for joining us. Welcome to the Embrace Simplified podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, this, okay, when we're recording this, this couldn't come at a better time for me. I like needed this conversation today so, so much. I am really excited. We're going to talk about your business. We're going to talk about your journey into entrepreneurship. And I know it's going to be really juicy. I love, just before we hit record, I got to hear more about your story, but I really love how you come from a corporate background. You operate your own business. You've had like quite a journey in getting to this place that you're at now. And it's like this beautiful, I don't know, marriage of all the things I love. I love branding. I love creative creative people in business. I love just the right amount of woo-woo. So for anybody who's not yet following you or hasn't been introduced to you, why don't you tell everybody what you do and where they can find you online? Yeah, for sure. 
So I'm Natalie. I'm the founder of Pictonut Photography. And on Instagram, it is Pictonut Branding Creative for my branding account. And I'm a brand strategist and photographer and also a mom of two. I'm based in Toronto and I help women entrepreneurs stand out online and really showcase their energy and what their mission is all about through a brand photography experience that is more than just a photo shoot. It really is honing in on the strategy, who they are and telling their story in a way that really celebrates their mission. I love that. I one time I remember somebody looking for for they needed somebody to help them with this. And I I was like, okay, you should totally contact Natalie. Like you really should. I've never worked with her, but I met her in an event and like you need to contact her. You guys, all of a sudden, like three weeks later, this gorgeous box of goodies arrives at my house and I'm like, what is this? And it was the most special thank you for a referral gift I've ever received. <laughs> it's like the nicest touch. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, so, so special. Thank you again. You're welcome. Yeah, I was so grateful. I mean, both of us coming from a kind of customer service background, it's, you know, it's something that I value so much. Okay. So tell us, like, take us back a lot, a lot of listeners are really loving the like right turn in career stories that I'm bringing to the podcast. So tell us your background and and how you got into entrepreneurship. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So it wasn't planned this way. I started off dreaming of working in the banks and climbing the corporate ladder and being an executive. You know, I'm like, I'm going to be one of those women leaders who lead a team at the top of the chain at the bank. So that's kind of where I started. In my undergrad, I, I worked part-time at the bank doing customer service in the call center. And I was like, I'm so good at customer service. So it like, so that in itself is really ingrained in me. And then I continued on. I climbed the ladder. I became a senior project manager and then a senior project consultant. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And I would work long hours. I would also volunteer. So I would do like social committee, help fundraise for the like charity stuff at the bank and I was always a like keener, right? I was always like, okay, talking to my boss, how can I get above and, and like exceed so that I can get a bigger bonus? And how can I win this and that, right? And then when I became a mom, I found that my time was kind of different because then I had someone who was dependent on me and I had to, you know, pick them up from daycare and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I'll just go home by like four o'clock. And at first I did when I returned back from mat leave, but then I started just staying later and picking him up like close to when daycare was closing, like almost late. And I knew that I loved to work, but at the same time, I felt this pull because I was like, okay, at work, I love doing all the things, including being creative and having that outlet, but I could no longer balance everything anymore. So I couldn't do the extra stuff at work anymore. I had to just get my work done as soon as possible and leave. And right before having my first child, I also completed my MBA. So then when you're in the MBA, part of the culture and mindsets that was in, you know, during that time period that I took it is that you graduate becoming a consultant and investment banker or someone who works in consumer packaged goods, right? So I was like, you know, I have to become greater than what I am. You know, I have all this under me. So then I, during the first, like during the first two years of being a mom, I found that my focus just changed. Like I changed as a person and almost like I became reborn. 
And it's really hard to explain, but I felt that shift, like a huge shift. And I worked in the banks for like 17 years. So that's, it's like a huge deal. And I was trying to figure out like, what does this mean? And after workout, I always do extra things. So I had done the photography certificate. It was one of my hobbies that I did after work because I lived downtown. Me and my husband lived downtown. So after workout, either go do a yoga class or go do some sort of like learning class, like a cooking class. And the photography certificate was one of the things. So I was doing it on the side, shooting for fun, like shooting like small events. And I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to be like a wedding photographer or something. And then when I had my second child, that was when I had, I just felt this strong urge and I'm like, I want to start my own business. And because when I went back to work and I had a child, I felt that it was just really unforgiving in terms of like, if I had to take time off to take my son to an appointment, there was always like guilt. There's always like people looking I well, probably in my head, but I felt like I would never be able to rise. And I remember mm-hmm. I would. I would have meetings with some of the women executives and I would ask them more about the career path. How did you climb the ladder? What did you do when you had young kids? How did you manage all this? And their response was when their kids were young, they had to stay flat in their career and they had to be okay with people around them rising above them while they managed the balance in their family. And I was like, what? That sucks. (laughs) I'm like, that's not what I want to hear. I'm like, I can't live through this deja vu for the rest of my life. It just didn't feel satisfying to me. So then everything happens for a reason. So when I had my second child, I said to my husband, like, I really want to start my own business. And he kind of helped me, you know, like set up the domain and help me get incorporated by submitting it online and doing all that stuff. Right. And then it just happens. Like I experimented. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do like an, an official day of shooting holiday mini sessions, make it really official, invite everyone I know so I can build my portfolio. And then I started off doing family photography at first. And I was lucky because I was in mom's groups at the time on mat leave. And then the director of mommy connections was like, do you want to shoot the photos here? I'm like, okay. And my second daughter, she was really calm. So then she would actually just kind of hang out and chill while I'm like doing photos for other moms and babies. So I always feel like she was the kind of gift that kind of inspired me because with my first, I was struggling to figure out how to mom him. I was like, this, this crazy, you know, and, <laughs> and he was a little more like, you know, not, I don't know if it's like needy, but there was just more things I had to do with him. I like, and I couldn't just leave him to like sit there, but with her, 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 she's such a calm, demeanor. She always liked to sleep. So now I get so much kind of work done, right? So I felt Mm. like that was the gift that I got. And then I started my business and I hired a business coach. So I started off by talking to people who were in the industry that I wanted to be in. So I reached out to my wedding photographer. I'm like, hey, I want to start a family photography business. Can you, can I bounce some thoughts off, like off of you? Can you help me? And she goes, okay, well, family photography is very different from wedding photography, but who's, here's someone that you can talk to. So she referred me to talk to Krista, who used to work for this wedding photography firm. I talked to Krista and she was like, join this community group full of mom entrepreneurs called Mamas and Co. And you'll get access to a whole bunch of people who are doing the same thing as you and you can talk to them and learn and grow together. I was like, okay. And it seems easy, but when I joined the group, I felt really intimidated because mm-hmm. it's like the conversation in the community, everyone, you know, already seemed like they had a really established business. They're, they're asking questions that I haven't even gotten to that stage yet. So I was like, Oh my God. So I just took the time to observe and kind of absorb at my own pace. And then I decided to hire a business coach and that really helped me because what she did was help me 
kind of plan for my exit from the corporate world because everything is a transition, right? So with any sort mm-hmm. of life transition, you need guidance and mm-hmm. you don't need to do it alone. So I was really grateful for that. So she's like, okay, how much do you want to save? When do you want to resign? Pick the date, write out your resignation letter in advance. Like everything was planned out to a T. And by doing that, it actually helped me with feeling more calm. So when I was at the bank and finishing off and I knew that I wanted to leave by a certain point, I didn't feel all like stressed out. And then it also felt it like brought a sense of calm to my business as well as I was building it up. And I knew that building up the business, there wouldn't be a lot of income in the beginning. So I was like, okay, I, I want to save X amount from working at the bank before I make the jump. So pricing yourself is one of the hardest things when starting your business. So I didn't even know how to price myself. So working with Leanne really helped me with that in terms of like pricing and sales, right? Because you need that foundation just like officially open up your business. Just like when someone has a store and you walk in, you have to know how to buy it. So how mm-hmm. much does this cost? How do I buy it? So it's just those simple things, but I was scared. I'm like, what? no one wants to buy, put it really low, right? So <laughs> learning how to like charge and learning to really understand like my, wor- my worth is, is still like an ongoing journey, but it's something that really opened my eyes to like, oh my God, this is hard stuff because when you work for someone else or you work for a company, all of that is already kind of decided. It's been Mm -hmm. done. So just organically, I started supporting brands and I think it's because of my business background, but also like I would walk by in my neighborhood and I'm like, oh, I would love to shoot for that children's brand. Love to. So that store was called Little White Sneakers. And then I don't even know, like a couple of years later, I was doing their, their branding photos with kids. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And then it just starts <laughs> like, you know, it just starts happening. And then it just takes away from the like fear. Just like when I worked at the bank, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll be so afraid to be in the same room as that executive. Like mm. I'm probably like pee my pants. But then <laughs> by the time I left, I was like doing work for the, for the executives and presenting to them. You know, we just, it's like, like, it's just, there's, there's so much like when you fear something, it's definitely a sign of growth and something to kind of test the waters in. And then all those little tiny action steps just build your confidence, right? As you go and all this, like you said, you're there. Okay. But there's also like you, I love that you shared that there was all these steps you took to feel more comfortable with leaving your corporate job because some people jump and they, they're, they didn't think that through or. Some people get stuck in that phase and think, oh, there's never a perfect time to leave. What, when you made that switch, was there anything unexpected that came up for you in the joys and struggles of entrepreneurship? Yeah, for sure. So I got advice to like, make sure I plan out my exit, right? So it's not just for my business coach, but also I spoke with a therapist after having my second. I was afraid about going into postpartum depression because I don't know, just my whole second pregnancy, I was so worried about so many things. Like how would it affect my relationship with my first? And, you know, I don't know, there were just so many things going on. So then when I spoke to her about that, I started talking about career and then she's like, okay, I know you want to write, do, do your own business, but just make sure you don't do it so suddenly you have to plan it because it can really turn into a downward spiral if you do things just like that. And I was like, huh? So <laughs> After I left, you know, planned my exit and everything and mapped everything out and I started generating money in my business, I felt like this is great. I never really took the time to like mourn 
leaving the bank or saying goodbye per se. I just left and never looked back. But then it started to catch up to me, I think, because about a year into my business, I remember I was up at Blue Mountain with my kids and, you know, it was the perfect setting. I had taken the week off and spent it with my husband and my kids. And then all I wanted to do that week was sleep. I just wanted to sleep and I felt like really sluggish and I felt like sad. And then when I, and I was like, oh my God, I think there's something up because I'm pretty, I'm like usually a pretty energetic person. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm sick, maybe whatever. So I went to the doctor, she did the blood work and I started talking to her. And then, you know, we agreed, I don't even know to call it like diagnosed or whatever, that I was going through depression. So I was like, oh my gosh. And in my mind, I'm like, I kind of realized that, you know, I, I tried to figure out why am I depressed? What triggered it? But at the end of the day, you don't really know. It can be anything. And it can mm-hmm. be just something that happens in your brain. But I also know that I made a huge change in my life. I went from being surrounded by people and being really familiar with my environment to working alone in my house. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> isolating. Yeah. And it, and it can be really lonely. And it's also very competitive as mm-hmm. well. And you feel like, you know, some days I feel like I can't trust anyone and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, I think that was the realization that it's, it's really not easy. And then I also started learning a little bit more about mental health in general and why there's such a stigma. You know, there's one thing to, to hear people talk about that, but there really is. And, and I started to kind of talk openly about it and what I was going through, but it wasn't always well received. Like some of my, you know, my like closest people were, were like uncomfortable about it, didn't know what to say. So, I mean, even when that opportunity came up to write in the co-author project for the Life Love Lemonade, mm-hmm. that was where we crossed paths again. I was like, I'm going to share my story. And but you did such a beautiful job. Thank but, you. But it was so scary sharing mm-hmm. the story at the same time because it's very personal. And, and I was really worried about what other people would think. Because it felt like such a weakness. Yeah, when you're, when you, I think it's like anybody probably puts that pressure on themselves. But also when you have your own business and you've built this brand, I think that is like an extra layer of of pressure and judgment. Potentially, you're putting yourself out there for that. Were you surprised at how people reacted or was it more positive than you thought? So I got a mixture of reactions, got some reactions where people were like, thank you so much for sharing your story. And they're very comfortable with kind of, leaning in and talking to me openly about my experience and other people wouldn't say anything or they didn't know what to say. Like my mom was definitely weirded out. I was like, okay, that was awkward. We could write a whole other book that was just our mom's responses to our first time author (laughs) experience. Oh my my gosh. And because you're, you know, I, I shared my story of depression and going through it, however came it. I was on medication, you know, I just did all the things. And it also, I also leaned into the whole spiritual growth mode. But I think that, like, I really believe that everything happens for a reason and that there is a lesson in everything. So, like, as we go through pain, we're learning and maybe the lesson is, I don't know, to help, to like teach me to like share my message to help others. I have no idea. But all I know is that I, you know, used to really measure my self-worth on my work, my success in my career, how much money I make. So I was determined when I left the bank, I'm like, oh, I want to show to everyone that I'm going to run my own business and make more than I made at the bank. 
because when I left the bank and like my friends who were in corporate, like I just felt like there was a bit of judgment. Like, why would she leave her career at the bank? And she has an, an MBA to pursue something that has no guarantee of making the same amount of money. It doesn't have a bonus that the bank pays you. That's like a five figure bonus. Like, why? Why? Why would you do that? Why? <laughs> so many people need a reason too, right? I remember this moment so clearly where I couldn't answer the why sufficiently for this person that I was talking to. All I remember is repeating myself. Like, I really want to be able to, you know, walk my kids to school and, and like pick them up. And it was like, there was so many valid reasons why it was the right thing for my family, but there wasn't like, that wasn't like sufficient for her. And and I remember being like, ah, uh, and, and she's like, what? You want to walk your kids to school? That's what, and I was like, oh, I must've sounded crazy. Like that's what I, I honestly felt like sometimes people thought I was, I had lost it that, that I would even consider that, you know, a family that lives in the city in, in the beautiful neighborhood with a big house. Like, how could you ever consider doing that? And I was like, I've lost it. I, sometimes I think I believe them or like, I have lost my mind. It's clear. Everyone assumes that. And and at the end of the day, you don't have to explain yourself. But no. I was, you know, because I wanted their almost like I wanted their like acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to still love me for for, you know, just for whatever I decide. But I found myself, I don't even know how to explain it, like making it's not making excuses, but trying to defend your choice. Yeah. Yeah. And what a scary and brave choice it is, but we still, we still put that pressure on ourselves to give everybody context. This is pre COVID that you made this leap, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. I think we, we both left around the same time. I really want to hear more about the leaning into spiritual growth because I think that it's just beautiful to hear everyone's journey around that. And I'd love to know just what resonated for you and what kind of what your path has been. Yeah. So I started leaning into, I think my, my doctor actually kind of recommended, she's like, Oh, maybe, you know, here are some mindfulness resources. I'm like, Oh, and being in the Mamas and Co community, there was an opportunity for me to kind of get exposure to mindfulness before I even, you know, got diagnosed with depression. And that was with Ashley Frankel. She was leading like a, like a soul circle Yes, they were so good. Yes. And that I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and pretty much what a soul circle is. It's like she hosts and facilitates women coming together. And it's, and during the time together, it's probably about like an hour and a half. She'll kind of take you through journaling, wisdom teachings and meditation, but also sharing, right? Sharing in, 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 a, in a really intimate container. And like at first I'm like, well, you know, what can possibly happen? And then I find myself just really opening up on a whole deeper level. Mm-hmm. So I got really hooked into that. And then I just kept learning. So the whole, you know, thing with spiritual, with, with spiritual growth is that it's an ongoing journey and there's so many different paths to take, right? So I always did yoga, right? So with that, there's always some, some teachings and wisdom teachings that the yoga instructor will, will always infuse into the practice itself. And that just kind of helps you hone in to, to your body. And then through that practicing meditation and then journaling was, was one thing. But then when I went into depression and, and I was on medication, I started to, cause I, cause I reacted to the medication. Like it, it made me really nauseous and stuff too, but I just kept taking it and it was okay. But then I went through a point where one day I was like, 
I wonder if I can do without it. And what had happened was I'd spoken to a friend and she was going through breast cancer and she was like, she's like, I learned to be, and she was getting Reiki done for her during her treatments to help her. And I tried the Reiki and I've, and I've done Reiki before. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then she shared with me how, cause she got the, the surgery. What is it called? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. To get her breast removed. And she's like, I learned to become a Reiki master so I can heal myself and really guide myself through that process. And it was the most incredible thing. And even friends and family, they just see, I just look different because of the, she just radiates from within. There's this light. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's such a special gift. So then I, I tapped into that as well. And I mean, what works for one person will never work for you the same way. So that was a huge thing that I learned as well with like mm-hmm. everything in life, right? You know, even yes. when we were planning our wedding and my best friend was like, use this wedding planner. I'm like, okay, it worked amazing for her, but it didn't work so great for me. <laughs> so you have to just, you know, take every experience is very unique to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I, so I, I, I share my experience, but it could be different for, you know, anyone who's like listening. So I decided to follow the journey of learning Reiki and that was to help heal myself. And this, this particular Reiki master, she had gone through a really deep depression for years and years from being like, she was in, she worked in the corporate environment as an accountant and she went through deep, deep periods of depression, left and then healed through Reiki journey. And now she has this thriving Reiki business, right? So it just really hit home and I went through the journey for myself and that helped a lot. So I'm really open to, you know, all the things like how to manifest and really trusting in like learning how to trust myself. I think that the outcome of all of this is that, you know, there, there's so many tools like you have. Mm-hmm. The journal that you write in, you might have someone facilitating a practice of meditation. You may be guided to use like cards or crystals. And those are really great tools. And I really do believe in it. But at the end of the day, it's the belief and the trust that you cultivate within yourself. The like love that you create for yourself. So I started to start to believe in myself and I started to heal all these kind of wounds that I've been carrying ever since. So I also worked with an intergenerational healer and she helped bring up all the things that I experienced as a child that created patterns in my life that I was carrying, right? So I I worked on releasing all of that as well because that's a real thing. So that helped heal my relationship and how I view my mom, for example, right? So that was like, I, I, I really highly recommend that. I continued working with business coaches because I find that, that that always helps just to kind of have the accountability, the guidance, and also to keep up to date but it's also creating that balance of like creating that space. So I would kind of work with a coach and then take a break to kind of start to implement and do things on my own. And then when I felt the urge, so I would kind of listen to my gut in terms of when to invest, right? And I continue. So this year I've invested in a few different groups to help with strengthening, I guess my like leadership and mindset and spiritual growth, but also learning to work in a way where I can still be successful, but do less. Mm, so okay i love that tell us more about that (laughs) yeah so there's the author kate northrup who wrote the book do less and she talks about how you can kind of plan your business cycles or life cycles around the moon cycles right 
So pretty much allowing time to be most productive, but also knowing when you should take a rest. And if you don't take that rest to recharge, then it'll catch up to you, right? So she has a membership group called Origin. And within that group, there's just so many good teachings. Like they have monthly mastermind groups as well, which is really great, which is based on your like kind of income bracket. And it's really well organized. So it's it's like a very give and take model. So I, I like love that. It's called cross pollination love seats. Those are about like an hour and 15 minutes a month. And then Kate Northrup does business coaching and teachings every single month. There's a theme every single month. So it's just really neat, right? Because it just takes your mind through like a different journey and they have a really robust online kind of portal that you log into and you just get access to like everything. So they cover business topics. They cover more, more like spiritual topics, like anything that you can think of. It's very, it's, it's just really cool. And then the community is also very supportive. So I just love that because it just opens up your mind to like different possibilities. And it sounds a lot like part of all the different things that you're doing as solutions for feeling less isolated as an entrepreneur as well, right? Because Mm -hmm. you kind of need to replace the water cooler conversation when you're an entrepreneur and filling it with this like really interesting and like-minded people sounds amazing. I I love the concept and I've, I've gotten about halfway through the book. I feel like I need to pick it back up again. But if somebody hasn't read it, it's really interesting because it's about leaning into like the natural flow of your body and your rhythms. So it could be as I'm trying to get think of like a tangible example for someone, but like would if you had the flexibility to book a big presentation, booking it at certain times of the month or better than others for you to be able to have that focus or clarity versus maybe if you have, I don't know, a day where it's very creative and you're offline, that could be booked at a different time. And it's so fascinating how it works. Like it's really cool. It's really cool. And it's it's so important to understand all that stuff as well. Especially like right now where we're so many of us are living at our work, <laughs> working from home, whatever you want to call it. I think like becoming more efficient is necessary and nothing should be taken off the table. Like if there's a project that's been dragging on and it's just like no one's feeling it, we need to let it go. And if there's ways for us to be like, actually, no, I'd be a lot more effective giving the presentation in two days versus three days or whatever it is. I think we need to like consider all things that maybe weren't considered before because there's a whole new normal, right? Like it's totally different scene. Like, yeah, I was having this conversation with someone the other day. I worked from home for three years in my corporate job pre-COVID. And I'm like working from home now versus my experience working from home is completely different. And she was like, oh yeah, I know you probably get it. And I'm like, no way I don't get it. Like I had the house to myself. I, you know, like it was completely different. And I think maybe embracing that it's different now will allow us to kind of like reach for more things that make things efficient for us. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I like that you shared that with us because yeah, you have this beautiful mix of business and spirituality that I think is really unique. And you mentioned this a little bit when you were talking about your spiritual growth, if that statement, like spiritual growth, throws somebody off or they think like, oh, that doesn't really resonate for me, it really is about, you know, a journey inward. It's really, that's really what we're talking about. For me, when I heard you talking about Reiki and how different it is for everybody, 
When I was in my transition from corporate to entrepreneurship, I did invest in like a series of ongoing sessions with somebody who actually worked part-time out of my co-working space and in the mm-hmm. same neighborhood as me. And I, I don't know that I could ever really put our Reiki sessions into words, but when somebody kind of grilled me about it, I sort of feel like it was a little bit of glue for the puzzle pieces is how I described it, where there was all these different things going on. And somehow she was able to make me feel more put together when I left those sessions and not even like, yes, sometimes individually, but over the course of like, I want to say about five months, I worked with her and I felt different, but it was very, very difficult to explain. Yeah. For me, like you've leaned into that and that really was helpful for you. And now you've gone on to do that certification, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. For me, it's an NLP and oh, I'm yes. on to doing certification for oh, that's um, amazing. NLP and mindset coaching because that just really, that was like just something that I really loved and was yes. fascinated by. I think, you know, if there's somebody listening, they think, I don't know, that they hear like a whisper, a nudge of some kind that there's something out there for them. I hope that they would take it up as a hobby, you know, to start, mm-hmm. like whether it's photography or Reiki or whatever, I hope that we could maybe inspire somebody to just take it up as a hobby and, or read about it, read mm-hmm. Kate's book, something. I think like part of the like key message that I really wanted to share is that aside from our business, we are our own person. So it's getting to know who you are and nurturing that, right? So even if you love to work, making sure that you schedule in that day for yourself, that goddess day. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's days when I get burnt out. So I was in a mastermind with other really highly successful women. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so burnt out. I don't know what to do. And they shared with me that after each time they do a big launch for their business, they book a night away in a hotel room away from their family just for them. I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. And they're like, yes, like you have to recharge. So recharge can look different for everyone. But at the end of the day, so now I book like one day on the calendar, I'll block it off. It's either I do like a day spa and I've tried the like overnight getaway and it's actually magic. It's really cool. <laughs> that, that, that was like huge insight for me. So learning to do like goddess days, right? And also setting aside like one day of the week or a month to do the CEO days where you only work on your business. Things like that, because I was filling up my calendar with like always serving clients, which is great, but you really have to carve out that time. So imagine if women in a corporate role brought in more of those recharge days, goddess days, even like a CEO day. Just imagine that impact on how they feel at work would be super powerful as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. And that's part of why I feel like. We, we have to do that because especially when you're an entrepreneur, you become the face of your business. So if you're carrying stuff in the background, then that weight is going to be felt, right? You can try to mask it, but then when things start blowing up, which what happened to me, then you have to take time off. It's just like, you know, how can you help yourself in a way? Because now that I'm kind of working on my own kind of inner growth, I, I feel that it really helps me in moving forward with my business in a whole different way. And it really radiates, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you probably feel more peaceful in it day to day. That's got to, that absolutely has to ripple through your business. Hmm. Okay. I want to make sure before I let you go that we talk about branding. I love branding. Whenever I'm working with a woman who's trying to take her business to the next level, I'm always like, <laughs> number one, 
like, I can't see your face online and I really want you to go get great photos. <laughs> and I have been, I sometimes need to give that that advice to myself too. But I love that you used to hold events. I love your podcast. You are such a, an amazing brand photographer. And I want to make sure that everybody knows because I do think it's like a pretty critical first step to have some amazing images and not only just like photographs, but somebody who understands branding. Tell everybody what you do and how you support women that are starting. Yeah. So I really truly believe in kind of showing up as the face of your business. And that may not seem necessary, but people really want to get to know the face behind the brand. And they really want to feel like they're doing business with a human versus just a company, right? That's the kind of special touch when you're working with a small business. So with the branding photography experience, I, I really feel that it's more than just a photo shoot of just taking pictures of you posing and doing all the things. It's really, it's telling a story. So telling a story and showcasing the like energy that that person holds. So every experience is really unique, pulling out that energy and really showcasing the passion that they have for what they do and how it lights them up. So how we showcase that is, for example, showcasing some aspects of their personal side, showcasing them in action while they're doing their thing at work. So some of that, that is a little bit like, you know, curated, but showing the behind the scenes, like what does it look like when you're meeting a client or doing your thing or packaging a product to send off to a client? And then what, and then also having those poses of like confidence and stuff as well. So lifestyle images. But at the end of the day, it's really showcasing that vibe, that that energy and really giving people a taste of how it would feel like if they work with you. Like that's the key. And then you add some of your, your own, you know, words to the caption of the image. But I feel that with the image, it just really showcases you. And with any business, there's, you know, like there's so many photographers, there's so many coaches or or whatnot. So you may think like whatever, but there's only one of you. So you want to showcase that unique part of yourself as much as you can. It absolutely helps people to feel like your approachability, right? When when they get like when your picture, it's really you and it's not just like anybody else's. I feel right now my branding photo shoot would be me with my gray hair and my tie-dye sweatshirt. <laughs> that's, like, that's like my 2021 2022 pandemic brand. And so sometimes I look at these images that are pre-pandemic that I invested in and they seem so unrelatable because <laughs> my hair is done and my nails are done and I have my leather jacket and there's people all around and I'm like, oh my gosh, Kirsty, It just wouldn't resonate, right? Like if people would be like, mm, that doesn't like look like anything that she's up to now. Anyway, I, I think <laughs> that I totally see how you're supporting women and serving women and it's such a great investment in their business. I also recommend women that are jumping from corporate to entrepreneurship, make themselves a resume, not because they're going to apply for jobs, but because it reminds you of like just how much you've accomplished and what your skill sets are and how transferable they are. And so those are my top two things. You got to do yourself a resume that you don't plan on using and invest in some really great photography. So you feel super good about like just being out there and being seen. Yeah. And you, like you would be surprised at how the photos can be used 
Like you can use them everywhere, like on your profile, when you're a guest on somewhere, in your presentation decks that you're making for other people. And I've actually serviced a few executive women who have left and now they consult to help coach other executives to help them rise and thrive in the corporate environment, which I think is really cool for giving back. And, you know, it's like a different perspective. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Okay, so you are going to want to follow Natalie and check her out online. I'm going to make sure everything's in the show notes so where mm-hmm. they can do that. She has beautiful branding days and even some mini shoots that are coming up this spring. So yeah, make sure you stay in touch. And thank you, thank you, thank you for today. This has been an amazing conversation. Yeah, you're most welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life. <laughs>